Hey there, listeners. Uh, sorry for the huge lack of episodes this week. Um, I've not been adapting very much. Very, very sorry. I've just been doing homework and things. It's I've been busy. That's all. I promise I'll try and keep my track as much as I can. Familiar with, at least with the name of, the Percy Jackson series. Now, here is a nice little story from it. A bonus book of Percy Jackson. Uh, okay. I was in fifth, fifth period science class when I heard these noises outside. Squawk! Ow! Screech! Yeah! Somebody was being attacked by possessed poultry. And believe me, that's a situation I've been in before. Nobody else seemed to notice the commotion. We were in the lab, so everybody was talking, and it wasn't hard for me to go look out the window while I pretended to wash out my beaker. Sure enough, there was a girl in the alley with her saw drawn. She was tall and muscular, like a basketball player, with stringy brown hair, hair and jeans, combat boots, and a denim jacket. She was hacking and a flock of blackbirds the size of ravens. Feathers stuck out of her clothes in several places. A cut was bleeding over her left eye. As I watched, one of the birds shot a feather like an arrow, and it lodged in her shoulder. She cursed and sliced the bird, but it flew away. Unfortunately, I recognized the girl. It was Clarice, my old enemy from Debbie Clarice usually lived at camp from halfway year-round. I had no idea what she was doing. She was on the Upper East Side in the middle of a school day, but she was obviously in trouble. She wouldn't last much longer. I did the only thing I could. Mrs. White, I said, can I go to the restroom? I feel like I'm going to puke. You know how teachers tell you the magic word is please? That's not true. The magic word is puke. It will get you out of class faster than anything else. Go, Mrs. White said. I ran out the door, stripping off my safety goggles, those gloves on lab apron. I got at my weapon, a ballpoint pad called Riptide. Nobody stabbed me in the halls. I exited by the gym. I got to the alley just in time to see Eclary smack a devil bird or with the flat of her sword like she was hidden in a home run. The bird squawked and, and spiraled away, slamming against the brick egg wall and sliding into a trash can. That had still left a dozen more swarming around her. Clarice, I yelled. She glared at me in disbelief. Percy, what are you doing? She was It was cut short by a, a volley of feather arrows that zipped over her head and impaled themselves on the wall. This is my school, I told her. She's my luck. Clarice grumbled, but she was too busy busy fighting to complain much. I tapped my pen, which grew into a meter-long bronze sword. 
and joined the battle, slashing at the birds and deflecting their feathers off my blade. Together, Clarice and I sliced and hacked until all the birds were reduced to piles of feathers on the ground. We were both breathing hard. I had a few scratches, but nothing major. I pulled a feather arrow out of my arm. It hadn't gone very deep. As long as it wasn't tipped with poison, I'd be okay. I took a bag of ambrosia out of my jacket, or I always kept it for emergency, broke a piece in half, and offered some to Clarice. I don't need your help, she muttered, but she took the ambrosia. We swallowed a few bites, not too much, since the gut, since the food of the gods, I can burn you to ashes if you will indulge. I guess that's why you don't see many fat gods. Anyway, in a few seconds, our cuts and bruises had disappeared. Clarice sheathed her sword and brushed off her diamond jacket. Well, see you. Hold up, I said. You can't just run off. Sure I can. What's going on? What are you doing away from camp? Why were those birds after you? Clarice fetched me, or tried to. I was too accustomed to her tricks. I just sidestepped and let her stumble past me. Come on, I said. You just just about got killed in my school. That makes it my business. It does not. Let me help. She took a shaky breath. I got the feeling she really wanted to punch me out, but at the same time, there was a desperate look in her eyes, like she was in serious trouble. It's my brothers, she said. They're playing a prank on me. Oh, I said. Not really surprised. Clarice had lots of siblings in the camp half one. All of them picked on each other. I guess that was to be expected, since they were sons and daughters of the war god, Ares. Which brothers? Sherman? Mark? No, she said, sounding more afraid than I'd ever heard her. My immortal brothers, Phobos and Deimos. We sat on a bench at the park where Clarice told me his story. I wasn't too worried about getting back to school. Mrs. White would just assure and the nurse had sent me home. In the sixth period, it was work class. Woodward class. Mr. Bell never took me tendons. So let me get this straight, I said. You took your get dad's car for a joyride, and now it's missing. It's not a car, Clarice, he growled. It's a war chariot, and he told me to take it out. It's like a test. I'm supposed to bring it back at the sunset, but... Your brother's car drank you. Chariot? Drank me, she corrected. They're his regular Saturday teas. See? They don't like anybody else. I was getting to drive. So they stole the chariot from me and chased me up those stupid arrows on my words. Your dad's pets? She nodded miserably. They guard his temple. Anyway, if I don't find the chariot... She looked like she was... He was about to lose it. I don't blame her. I'd seen her dad, Ares, get mad before. And it was not a pretty sight. If Clarice failed him, he would come down on, on hard on her. Real hard. I'll help you, I said. She scowled. Why would you? I'm not your friend. I couldn't argue with that. Clarice would be mean to me a million times. But still, I didn't like the idea of her or anybody else than being on my Aries. I was trying to figure out how to explain that to her when a guy's voice... I said, "Oh, look, I think she's been crying. A teenage dude is, is leaning against a telephone pole. 
He was dressed in ratty jeans, a black t-shirt, and a leather jacket with a bandana over his hair. A knife was stuck on his belt. He had, had eyes the color of flames. Phobos, Corey's bolder fists. Where's the charity, you jerk? You lost it, he teased. Don't ask me. You little. Clarice is drew her sword and charged. But Phobos was disappeared into she swung, and her blade bit into the telephone pole. Phobos appeared on the bench next to me. He was laughing, but I stopped. But he stopped when I struck a criticized point and against his foot. You better return that chariot, I told him, before I get mad. He sneered. He didn't try. I'd I look tough. Or as tough as you can. And with a sword under your chin. Who's your little boyfriend, Clarice? You have to get help fighting your battle now. He's not my boyfriend. Clarice, he's tucking her sword, pulling on it out of the telephone pole. He's not even my friend. That's Percy Jackson. Something changed in Phobos' expression. He looked surprised, maybe even nervous. The son of Poseidon? The one who made Dad angry? Oh, this is too glorious. You're hanging out with a sworn enemy? I'm not hanging out with him. Phobos' eyes went right red. Clarice screamed. She swatted the air as if she were being attacked by visible eyes. Please, no. What are you doing to her? I demanded. Clarice backed up into the street, swinging a sword wildly. Stop it! I told Phobos. I, I dug out my sword a little deeper against the sword, but he simply vanished, repairing back the top. Don't get so excited, Jackson. Boba said. I'm just showing her what she fears. The glow faded from his eyes. Clarice collapsed, breathing hard. You creep, she gasped. I'll, I'll get you. Phobos was turned towards me. How about you, Percy Jackson? What do you fear? I'll find out, you know. I always do. Give the chariot back. I tried to keep my voice even. I took on your dad once. You don't scare me. Phobos laughed. Nothing to fear but fear itself. Isn't that what they say? Well, let me tell you a little secret, Half-Blood. I am fear. If you want to find the chariot, come get it. It's across the water. You'll find it where the little, little wild animals live. Just the sort of place you belong. He snapped his fingers and disappeared in a cloud of yellow vapor. Now I've got to tell you, I've met a lot of goblins and monsters I didn't like. But Phobos took the prize. I didn't like bullies. I'd never been the A crowd at school, so I'd spent most of my life standing up to punks who tried to frighten me and my friends. The way Phobos laughed at me and made Clarice collapse just by looking at her. I wanted to teach this guy a lesson. I helped Clarice up. Her face was still beaded with sweat. Now, are you ready to help? Ready for help? I asked. We took the subway, keeping a lookout for more attack, but no one bothered us. As we rode, Clarice told me about Phobos and Deus. They're minor gods. They're... M- Phobos is fear. D- 
Amos is terror. What's the difference? She frowned. Amos is bigger than I thought. He's good at freaking out entire Phobos is more like personal. You can get in front of your head. That's where they get the word phobia? Yeah, she goes. He's so proud of All this phobia is named after him. The junk. So why don't they want you to share it? It shows the ritual just for his son. Uh, ends when they get at the turn 15. I'm the first daughter to get it shot in a long time. Good for you. Tell that to Bones and Demos. They hate me. I've got to get the chariot by the temple. Where is the temple? Purity sex. The intrep. Oh. It made sense. Now that I thought about it. i never actually been on port or the older carrier, but I knew they used it as some kind of military museum. Probably had a bunch of guns and bombs and other dangerous toys. That's the kind of place a war god would want to hang out. We've got maybe four hours before sunset. I guess that should be enough time if we can find the chariot. What did Phobos mean over the water? On an island, freezes his eight. That could be any direction. He said something about, about wild animals. I remembered. Little wild animals. A zoo? I nodded. A zoo over the water could uh, be either one in Brooklyn or maybe someplace harder to get to with little wild animals. Someplace nobody would, would ever think to look for a war chariot. Staten Island, I said. They've got a small zoo. Maybe, Corey said. That that sounds like the kind of of out of the way place. His Phobos and Demos would stash something. But if we're wrong, we don't have time to be wrong. He hopped up the train at Times Square and car. But the number. Number one line on downtown towards the ferry terminal. We boarded the Staten Island ferry at three thirty, along with a bunch of tourists. We crowded the railings at the top deck, snapping, pic- snapping pictures as we he passed the statue. Of he modeled that on his mom. I said, looking at the statue. Corey's front and at me. Who? I told. I said, the dude who made the Statue of Liberty. He was the son of Athena, and he died, decided to look like his mom. That's what Annabeth told me, anyway. Clarice rolled her eyes. Annabeth was my best friend, and a huge nut when it came to architecture and money. I guess her egghead pegs worked out on me sometimes. Useless, Clarice said. If it doesn't help you fight, it's useless information. I could have argued with her, but just then the fairy lurched like a hero. Tourists, they spilled forward, tumbling into each other. Clarice and I ran to the in front of the boat. The water below us started to boil. Then the head of a sea serpent erupted from the bay. The monster was at least as big as the boat. It was gray and green with a head like a crocodile and razor sharp teeth. 
it smelled well like something that had just come up from the bottom of New York Harbor. Riding in on its neck was a bulky guy in black gray armor. His face was covered with ugly scars and he held a javelin in his hand. Devos! Ugh. One sec. <coughs> Clary shield. Hey, sister. The smell is, is almost as horrible as the serpents. Care to play? Monster roared. Tourists screamed and scattered. I don't know exactly what they saw. The mist usually prevents mortals from seeing monsters in their true form. But whatever they saw, they were terrified. Leave them alone, I yelled. Or what, son of the sea god? Daniel sneered. My brother tells me you're a wimp. Besides, I love terror. I live on terror. He spread the sea serpent into a head into headbutting a fairy, which slashed backwards. Alarms blared. Passengers fell over each other trying to get away. Damus laughed with delight. That's it, I grumbled. Clarice, grab on. What? Grab on my neck. We're going for a ride. She didn't protest. She grabbed onto me, and I said, one, two, three, jump. We leaped off the, the top deck and straight to the bay. We were only undercover for a moment. I felt the power of the ocean surging through me. I willed the water to swirl all around me, building force until we burst out of the bay on top of a 10 meter high water. I steered us, us towards the monster. You think you could tackle Deimos? I yelled to Corey's. I'm on it, she said. Just get me within three meters. We bowed towards the serpent. Just as it bared its fangs, I swerved the water spout out to one side, and Clarice jumped. She crashed into Demos, and both of them toppled into the sea. The sea serpent came after me. I quickly turned the water spout to face him, then summoned all my power and willed the water to even greater heights. Boom! Fifty thousand liters of salt water crashed into the monster. I leaped over its head and kept him tied and slashed with all my might at the creature's neck. The monster roared. Green blood spread from the wound, and the serpent sank beneath the waves. I dived into water and watched it retreated into the open sea. That's, that's one good thing about sea servants. They're big babies when it comes to getting hurt. Clarice, he surfaced near me, sputtering and coughing. I swam over and grabbed Demos. Lori shook her head. The coward disappears we rustling. I'm sure or we'll see him again. Phobos too. Tourists were still running around the fair in a panic, but it didn't look like anybody was hurt. The boat didn't seem damaged. I decided we shouldn't stick around. As I held onto Clarice's arm and willed the waves, it to carry us towards Staten Island. In the west, the sun was going down over the Jersey Shore. We were running out of time. I never spent much time on Staten Island, and I found it was a lot bigger than I thought. Not much fun to watch. The streets curved up around confusingly, and everything seemed to be uphill. I was dry. I never got uh, wet in the ocean, unless I wanted to. But Clarissa's clothes were still sopping and wet, so she left mucky pop 
footprints all over the sidewalk, and the bus driver wouldn't let. It is on the bus. Never make it in time, she said. Stop thinking that way. I tried to sound happy, but I was starting to have doubts too. I wish we had reinforcements. Two of them got us against two minor gods with not an even match. At your moment, and we met at Phobos and Demos together. I wasn't sure for what we were going to do. I can't remember what Phobos said. How about you, Percy Jackson? What do you feel? I'll find out, you know. After dragging ourselves, I was halfway down the island, past a lot of suburban houses, a couple of churches, and McDonald's. We finally saw a sign that said Zoo. We turned around a corner and followed up this curvy street, made with some woods on one side, and until we, we came to the entrance. The lady at the ticket booth looked at us suspiciously, but thanked the gods I had enough cash to get inside. We walked around on the reptile house, and Chloe stopped in her tracks. There it is. It was sitting at a crossroads as between in the petting zoo and the Seattle pond. A large golden and red chariot tethered to four black horses. The chariot was decorated with amazing detail. It would have been beautiful if all the pictures hadn't shown people dying painful deaths. The horses were breathing fire out of their nostrils. Families with buggies walked straight past the chariot like it didn't exist. I guess the must have been really strong around it because the chariot's only camouflage was a handwritten note or taped to one of the horses' tracks that said, Official Zoo Vehicle. What? There are phones in daylight. It was not a drawing story. I couldn't see them anywhere, but this had to be a chat. For concentrating on horses. Usually I could talk to horses since my dad created them. He said, Hey, that's fire breathing horses. Come here. Maybe the horses waiting to stay away. I can understand his thoughts, alright. He got me some names I can't repeat. I'll try to how to get the reins. The horse said. The horses know me. Come on. Cover me. Right. I wasn't sure how I was supposed to cover her with a sword. But I, I kept my eyes peeled. Held as Clarice approached the chariot. She walked around the horses, almost tiptoeing. She froze the lady with a three-year-old girl. The girl said, pony on fire. Don't be silly, Jessie. The mother said in Jay's voice, that's an official zoo vehicle. The little girl tried to protest, but the mother grabbed her hand and they kept walking. Clarice got closer to the chair. The hand had almost reached the window when the horses were winning and breathing flames. Phobos and Damos was appearing in the chair. Both of them now dressed in big black battle armor. Phobos grinned, his red eyes glowing. Damos' scarred face looked even more horrible. Of the hunt is on, Phobos shouted. Clarice stumbled back to these last two horses and charged the chariot and straight towards me. Now, I'd like to tell you that I did something heroic. Stand up against the raging team and fire-raising horses, but as only my The truth is, I ran. I jumped over a trash can and exhibit fence. But there was no way I could outrun the chariot. It, it crashed through the fence right behind me, plowing every down everything in its path. Percy, look out! Clarice yelled, like I need somebody to tell me that. 
I jumped and landed on a rock hawk island in the middle of the outer exhibit. I rolled a column of water out of the pond and doused the horses, <sighs> temporarily extinguishing their flames and sending them into confusion. The otters weren't happy with me. They chattered and barked, and I figured I'd better get out of their own clip before a crazed sea mammal was after me. I ran as Phobos cursed and tried to get his horses under control. Clarice gave, took the opportunity to jump on Damos's his back as he, just as he was lifting his album. Both of them went tumbling out of the, the chariot as a lurch for it. I could see, I could hear her Damos and Clarice starting to fight, sore and sore, but I didn't have time to worry about it because Phobos Phobos was riding after me again. I sprinted towards the aquarium with the chariot right behind you. Hey, Percy, Phobos started. I've got something for you. I, I glanced back and saw the chariot melting. The horses turned into steel and fold, holding it to each other like blade figures being cut. The chariot refashions re- itself into a, a black metal box with caterpillar trap. A chariot and a long gun barrel. A tank. I recognized it from this research report I had to do for the history tank. Phyllis is grinning at me from the top of a World War II pit. Say cheese, he said. I rolled, rolled to one side to the gunfire. Kaboom! A souvenir? Your desk exploded. Sending fuzzy animals and, and plastic cups and disposable ow, cameras. Is in every direction. As Phobos ran, just uh, I I got to my feet and dived up into the aquarium. I wanted to surround myself with water, but I always increased my power. Besides, it was possible Phobos could fit through the door. Of course, if he blasted through it, that would. I ran out through the rooms. And it's washed a weird blue light the fish tank. Cuttlefish, clawfish, and eels. Those all stared at me as I raced past. I could hear the little minds whispering, Son of the sea god, son of the sea god. It's great when you're a celebrity to squids. I, I stopped at the back of the aquarium and listened. I heard nothing. And then, vroom, vroom, a different kind of engine. I watched in disbelief as Phobos came riding through the aquarium and I saw, what? The aquarium, I'm on a Harley Davidson. I've seen this motorcycle before. It's black wing decorated engine. It's shotgun holsters. It's what other seeds will look like human skin. This was the same motorcycle errors had ridden when I first met him, but it never occurred to me that this was just another form of his war chariot. Hello, loser. Phobos said, play a huge sword out of its sheath. Time to be scared. I raised my own sword, determined to face him. But then Phobos' eyes glowed brighter, and I made the mistake of looking into them. Suddenly, I was in a different place. I was at Camp Hufflepuff, my favorite place in the world, and it was in flames. The woods were on fire. The cabins were smoking. The dining pavilion's Greek columns had crumbled, and the big house was a smoldering ruin. My friends were on their knees pleading with me. Annabeth, Grover, and all the other campers. Save us, Percy, they wailed. Make the choice. 
I stood paralyzed. This was, this was the moment I had always dreaded. The prophecy that was supposed to come I'm about when I was 16. I would make a choice that would save or destroy Mount Olympus. Now the moment was here. I had no idea what to do. The camp was burning. My friends looked at me, begging for help. My heart pounded. I couldn't move. What if I did the wrong thing? Then I heard the voices of the aquarium fish. Son of the sea god, wake! Suddenly, I felt the power of the ocean all around me again. Hundreds of liters of salt water. Thousands of fish trying to get my attention. I wasn't at camp. This was an illusion. Bobos was showing me my deepest fear. What am I dying? I blinked and saw Phobos with his blade coming down on toward my head. I raised Phil I raised Riptide and blocked the blow. I blocked the blade coming down on toward my head. I raised Riptide. What, what am I saying anymore? I just said that. I counterattacked and stabbed Phobos in the arm. Golden Iker. The blood of the blood of the gods so through it was sure. Phobos growled and slashed at me. I parried easily. Without his power of fear, Phobos was nothing. He wasn't even a decent fire. I pressed Hester back, so I did his face and gave him a cut, cut across his cheek. The angrier he was, the clumsier he got. I couldn't kill him, he was immortal. But you wouldn't have known that from his expression. The fear got I looked afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've never... I haven't read this in a little while. Finally, I kicked him back... Uh, back against the water fountain. His sword skittered into the lady's room. I grabbed the straps of an arm and pulled him, pulled him up to face me. You're going to disappear, and I... Oh, I told him. You're going to stay out of Clarice. And if I see you again, I'm going to be... A bigger skirt in a much more painful place. I need to dissolve into the yellow vapor. I turned towards the physio and she exhibited. Thanks, guys. Then I looked at Harry's mother. I've never ridden all past Harley Davidson war chair before. How hard can it be? I hopped on, started the ignition, and, and rode out of the aquarium um, to help Clarice. I had no trouble finding her. I just followed the path of destruction. Fences were not down. Animals were running free. Badgers and lemurs were checking out the popcorn machine. A fat-looking Blufford was lounging on a park bench and with a bunch of pigeon feathers around. I parked the motorcycle next to the petting zoo, and there are Demos and Clarice in the area. Clarice was on her knees. I ran forward, but stopped suddenly when I saw how Demos had changed form. He was Ares now, tall god of war, dressed in black leather and sunglasses. His whole body smoking with anger as he raised his fist and stole the clothes. You failed me again, the war got bellowed. I told you what would happen. He tried to strike her, but Clarice scrambled away. Sure he no, please, foolish girl. I yelled. Clarice, this is an illusion. Stand up to him. Damn, form flickered. I am Ares, he insisted. You are a worthless girl. I knew you would fail me. Now you will suffer my wrath. I wanted to charge in and fight Demos, but somehow I knew it wouldn't help. Clarice had to do it. This is her worst She had to overcome it for herself. Clarice, I said. 
She, she glanced over, and I tried to hold her up. Hold her eyes. Stand up, son. I said. It's all talk. Get up. I can't. Yes, you can. You're a warrior. Get up. She hesitated, and then and began to stand. What are you doing? Arisabel, grab her for mercy, girl. Flurry took a shaky breath. Very quietly, she said, No. What? She erased her sword. I'm tired of being scared of you. Dan was struck, but Clarice defected the blow. She staggered, but didn't fall. You're not Ares, Clarice said. You're not even a good fighter. Dan growled in frustration. When he struck again, Clarice was right. She disarmed him and stabbed him in the shoulder. Not a deep boot, but enough to hurt or even a cop. He howled in pain and began to glow. Look away! I told Clarice. We averted our eyes as Damon was exploded into golden light, his true godly form, and disappeared. We were alone except after the petting zoo, zoo goats. Blech. I cannot talk right now. Which is first hugging at her clothes, looking for snacks. The motorcycle had turned back and into a horse drawn shadow. Clarice looked at me cautiously. She wiped the strong sweat on her face. You didn't see that? You didn't see any of that? I grinned. You're great. She glanced at the sky, which was turning in red behind the trees. Get in the chariot, Clarice said. We've still got a long ride to make. A few minutes later, we reached the Stratton Island Ferry. I remembered something obvious. We were on an island. The ferry didn't take cars, chariots, and motorcycles. Great, Clarice. He mumbled. What do we do now? Ride the thing across the Aranzo Bridge? We both knew there wasn't time. Our bridge is to Brooklyn and New Jersey. But either way, it would take like, hours to drive the chariot. But X to Manhattan, even if we could fit full, full people into thinking it was a regular car. But then I got an idea. We'll take the director. Clarice frowned. What do you mean? I closed my eyes and began to concentrate. Drive straight ahead. Go. Clarice was so desperate she didn't hesitate. She yelled, yeah, and lashed the horses. They, they charged straight towards the water. I imagine the sea turned solid. The waves is becoming firm and surface all the way in Manhattan. The war chariot hit the surf. The horses' fiery breath smoking all around us. And we rode over the tops of the waves straight and across New York Harbor. We arrived at Pier 86 just as the sunset was fading to purple. The USS Intrepid Temple of Ares was a huge wall, all of gray and metal in front of us. The flight I dicked out with the fire aircraft up in helicopters. We, we parked the chariot and on the ramp, and I jumped out. Once I was glad to be on dry land, concentrating on keeping the chariot at above the waves had been one of the hardest things I'd ever done. I was exhausted. I'd better get out of here before Ares arrives, I said. Therese nodded. He'll probably kill you on sight. Congratulations, I said. I guess you passed your driving test. She read the reins around her hand. About what you saw, what I was afraid of, I mean, I went to Lion Bay. She looked at me uncomfortably. Did Fola scare you? Yeah. I saw the camp in flames. I saw my friends all pe- pleading for my help. 
and I didn't know what to do. For a second, I couldn't move. I was paralyzed. I know how you felt. She lowered her eyes. Uh, I, uh, I guess I should say. The words seemed to stick into her throat. I wasn't sure. Or clear. He said, he said, I ever said thank you for your life. Don't mention it. I told him. I started to walk away, but she called out, Percy? Yeah. When you, uh, when you had that vision about your friends, you were one of them. I promise. Just don't tell anybody, okay? Or I'd have to kill you. <laughs> A faint smile fr- flickered across her face. See you later. See ya. I had it up afterwards and so it had been a long day and I was ready to go home. Thanks. That was Percy Jackson and the Stolen Chariot from Percy Jackson, the Demigod Files. It was by Rick Raiden. Uh, and uh, if you liked that, you should definitely check out the books. I am not sponsored. I just like it a lot. Uh, yeah. So, we're going to start doing a little uh, extra segment at the end where I just, basically it's credits, so I'll do that now. Uh, this episode was a production of Storyteller's Hut, this is not a, it's not a production company, it's just me in a room with an iPad and some books. Uh, today we were at Percy Jackson and the Demigod Files, Percy Jackson and the Stolen Chariot by Rick Reedon. And this what and it was made on the seventh of January, twenty twenty one. And thank you and goodbye. We are not sponsored. I literally just forgot to mention me in that. Read out by Edith. <laughs>